Okay, let's learn. Okay, because it's... to witness the miracles of the redemption. So let's learn a mimer related to the miracles of the days of Mashiach, like we spoke on Monday night. Monday I also did a synopsis of a mimer, and this is another Okay. So the Pasuk says like this, I didn't make copies today, we're going to learn Torah Shabbat Peh. The Pasuk says, as the days when you went out of Egypt, I will show you wonders. My father-in-law, the Friedrich Rebbe, brings in a mimer, beginning with these words, the question, what the Zohar, uh, um, the Zohar makes a diok, uh, I don't know how to translate that in English. It's funny, I'm teaching in English for 20 years. What? Yeah, okay, maybe. doesn't really do it justice, right? The word of the Pasuk, like the days you went out of Egypt, I will show you wonders in the future. Now the word implies many days. So the question he asks is, The going out of Egypt was only on one day. We went out of Mitzrayim on one day. Why don't you just get me some water? And maybe two water bottles here. Um, the going out of Mitzrayim was on one day they went out of Mitzrayim the Zohar says in one moment it was one time right? it was one shot it was you know they, 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 it was a couple of midnight Hashem struck and after Hashem struck by midnight they went so what is the Lashon like the days it didn't take many days to go out of Mitzrayim it took just one instant and to further that you see, when God tells them to remember the going out of Mitzrayim every day, all of the days of our life, it doesn't say remember the days when you went out of Egypt. It says, so that you will remember the day that you went out of Mitzrayim. Because we went out of Mitzrayim only in one day. You remember the days you went out of Mitzrayim. It says, It says in the singular. And why, when it's talking about the future redemption? No more water? No, there's other boxes of water. What happened to it? Does that make any sense? Is there in the trunk of the car? Could be here. Um, come. Over here. So, um, so why over here does it say, like the days you went out of Egypt, implying there are many days? Again, what's the question? In the Pasuk that says, I will show you wonders in the future, it says like the days you went out of Mitzrayim. So he has two questions in it. Number one, the day of going out of Mitzrayim was one day. It wasn't many days. And to emphasize that even more, other places, when it talks about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, when it tells us to remember it, it says, remember the day. It doesn't say, remember the days. Only in this passage, Ki Yemei. Omevar, and the previous Rebbe explains, Shakal hayam emazman di Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Adagu ula asidem, Yemei tzeis chomeretz Mitzrayim. 
So he explains over there that all the days from when you went out of Mitzrayim until the future redemption are all called the days you're going out of Mitzrayim. The days imply many days because we are continuously going out of Mitzrayim. Every day we continue to go out of Egypt. From from the time from the time we went out back then and then every single day we continue going out of Mitzrayim. That's why it says Yemei in, in the plural. Okay, but that only answers the question why it could say Kiyemei. And it shouldn't be a question because really the going out of Egypt happens in more than one day. For the last three and a half thousand years we are continuously going out of Mitzrayim. We'll soon see why, how, how that's possible. We're continuously going out of Mitzrayim. That's why it says ki yame. But it doesn't answer the question how come that emphasis is only in one Pasuk. In one Pasuk, when it says, like the days you went out of Mitzrayim, I will show you wonders. So in that Pasuk it says, ki yame, like the days. But everywhere else it only says, remember the day you went out of Mitzrayim. One day. The mash of Yeshloim. So Yeshloim, and that's what the Friedrich Rebbe says. Yeshloim, and we can say the mash. This that it says in that Mimer. And you made says Chameres Mitzrayim. So now the Rebbe is giving explanation. We can say that this that it says in the Mimer, in the previous Rebbe's Mimer, that all the days from when you went out of Mitzrayim, you're continuously going out of Mitzrayim. We're continuously going out. Who? It's because if we take the word Mitzrayim and we explain it in the broader sense of the meaning. The actual physical walls of Egypt, we only went out on one day. That's true. But Mitzrayim has a broader meaning. Mitzrayim means narrowness. And therefore, Mitzrayim means a certain constriction, a certain limitation. The Indian Yetzirah Mitzrayim and the idea of Yetzirah Mitzrayim who are is the going out, mikol ha-metzarim It's the going out of all constrictions and all limitations. That's the real meaning of going out of a time, that you're going out of every boundary, everything that's holding you, everything that you're stuck, getting out of all stuckness. And that is something, that is something that we're constantly charged to do. But really, in truth, Mitzrayim doesn't only mean stuck. Mitzrayim means any kind of boundary. Even those boundaries that are very, very, very holy. A person can be in a very, very, very good place. In a very good place, spiritually. Davin and learn and connect and be inspired and mamish and feel, you know, feel. However, it's all with a limitation. And that too is considered boundaries. Only when Mashiach comes will our connection to God be completely boundless. For that, we're going to see in the end of the Mimer, there will be a new creation, a new world. Hashem is going to recreate the heaven and recreate the earth to allow us to experience the boundlessness of the Giyula. And until we don't ex- experience the boundless Torah, the boundless world, and the boundlessness of Hashem, we're still in Mitzrayim. That means even though we had the first base on Migdash, we had the second base on Migdash, and all the revelations that happened then, it's still not the boundlessness. So even though you, you pick the highest and, and, and best time in human history. Choose the highest time, the greatest time to live. Right? I don't know. Go, go through the richest time spiritually. 
in Jewish history. And you say, wow, it's so fortunate that that's like, na 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 na, Shlomo Melech's days. Wow. Imagine the first few years the Beis Hamidrash was standing, the first 10 years. Days of Shlomo Melech. Richness, unbelievable. Yet, boundaries, still boundaries. So, since the broader meaning of the word Mitzrayah means boundaries, that's why we can understand why it's not enough one day. Because when we went out of Mitzrayim, we went out of the physical extreme constrictions against holiness. And um, we went out of physical bondage. We went out of spiritual bondage as well. Because it wasn't yet the Giluyim of losses. We're going to see in the Mayim. Let me discuss it. Because because we hadn't yet broken free. Right? We need to bring him. And the idea of the true Yetzirah Mitzrayim, Yetzirah is going out from any kind of boundary. Even from the highest boundaries and highest limitations. The highest limitations. And this is the meaning of... <laughs> I was watching last night a little video from a chassid, Remendel Futafas. The chassid, he passed away about 20 years ago. He sat in Russia in jail for 10, over 10 years. He was... You want to watch a real chassid. Someone to look at, someone to see. So there was a little video clip of him, and he went, he went to Berkeley. He's not walking, and you don't see him in Berkeley in the street. You see him sitting in the Chabad house in Berkeley. Uh, he used to go around to inspire Jews and to help raise funds. So he went with Rabbi Reichik, the old Rabbi Reichik. So it's just it's interesting that in the course of him talking, uh, they, they, he, he says they should organize a Fabrengen that night. But he's worried because that worried. You see that he's considering that he has to go to the airport to catch a flight. So he's talking about when his flight is. That his flight, yeah, his flight, I think, was twelve o'clock. He has to leave to the airport ten thirty at night. But yet he's discussing that they should they should organize a fabrengen. And they're saying, well, if you're going to talk, we're going to have the fabrengen. And he's like arguing, why do I have to talk? They said, nah, because people are only going to come if you're going to talk. It's really funny the way he's like. It's it's very interesting to watch him. But then uh, he, the, the the guy says, okay, so should I announce? I'm going to send that right now. That announced that eight o'clock is the fabrengen from eight till ten thirty. So he says, no, don't say it to 10.30. He says, why not? You're leaving. He says, you don't put an end to a fabrengen. A Hasidic gathering, you don't put an end time. Because you're putting a limitation. It fits with what we're saying right now. Anything that's like, okay, okay, we're going to sit down for two hours, and that's it. It's a limitation. The whole Indian of, what bothered him? I mean, you daven it also. You daven from nine to the sheer. Oh, taka, there's a difference. You see, my share over here, Thursday night, doesn't have a limitation. Technically, we stop at a certain point, either when we're done most of the time, or whatever, we run out of gas. <laughs> so we stop. But essentially, this is an infinite class. There's no classes like this, infinite. Meaning, there's no set time. How long are you learning? From 9 to 10. From then to that. No, that doesn't represent infinity. Being that over here, in Mayan, we want to we touch the true infinite light of Mashiach, 
That's why this class indicates on the infinite. And the same is also Remendel. He didn't want a Fabrengen to be, you can't uh, set a time. A Fabrengen is Hasidim. What's Fabrengen? A Fabrengen is Hasidim sitting together and breaking out of the constrictions of, of the world. They, they, they're sensing something higher, or something godly, and they're not happy with the now, and they want something deeper and higher. That's what, that, that's what Fabrengen's are. So to set a time that the Fabrengen is over them, he was so allergic. The minute he heard it, it he wasn't, he, he, the minute the guy said, at 10.30 it's going to be over, he said, no, 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 uh, Fabrengen doesn't have a, I, he's leaving, okay, I'm going to leave. But don't say that the Fabrengen is over. That's what we're learning over here. That when there are limitations, even if they're very high, wonderful, for two hours you sat, three hours you learned, but there is a limitation. That's not good. That's why all these days, these are all the days of going out of Egypt, because every single day we go out, we go out from another boundary, until we come, until we arrive to the ultimate redemption, until, uh, uh, through Mashiach. Then will be the real Yetzirah. Then we will be going out from literally from what you have to find out what was just said while you were absent. Because the best gem was just said. Okay? But this was a real good gem that was just revealed. Because I had my own insight in why we learn over here in a certain way. I never, I never realized why. Now I realize because some people have complaints to me why I, why, I, why I don't have a set class that starts at 9 and ends at this. Okay, because the real Indian of, of, of Mashiach is infinite. There's no, there's no you know, set time. Okay. So, until we come to the ultimate redemption. Then we're going to go out from all limitations and all boundaries. Even from, the, even from those limitations that are the highest. Why? Because that's the definition of Mashiach. But Mashiach says, but Mashiach it says when the Torah speaks about him, it says, Allah hapoyrets lefnehem, the boundary, the boundary blaster is gonna is goes up in front of them. That means that's what Mashiach is. He is someone who breaks boundaries. He he doesn't accept limit the limitations and the boundaries. He is. The, the, the Torah refers to Mashiach as Poretz, the boundary blaster. That's Mashiach. Allah ha Poretz lefneim. Pritzas kol hagadorim, the breaking of all limitations, vamedidis, and all measurements, vahagabalis, and all boundaries. And that's Mashiach. It's that infinite. That's why. So I'm, I'm going to say something interesting right now. And that is, and the Rebbe is going to develop this in the Mimer. That we're again, we're not talking about, we're not talking about neg- negativity. Here come. We're not talking about negativity. We're not talking about negative stuff, because negativity and 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 unholiness, that's already we've gotten rid of when we went out of Mitzrayim. We were given the power to get out of evil, get out of klipa, get out of darkness. I'll say, well, hold it. That means uh, the clipper runs, runs my life. 
I'm, I struggle with Kalipa all the time. I, I struggle with laziness. I struggle with apathy, apathy, with doubts, with whatever, cravings, unholy cravings, desires, this, that. We all struggle with all kinds of stuff, with haughtiness and whatever, right? So, so what do you mean? Oh, but the empowerment to go out of it, we've already gotten that. We, in truth, we've gotten out of that. If we get stuck with Kalipa now, it's not real stuckness. It's, it's just, all we have to do is shake, and we get out of it. Because it's not an emes. Jews in Mitzrayim, we were really cemented into Klippa. We were truly cemented into Klippa. From when we went out of Mitzrayim, the cement isn't there. We can get a little gooey, a little stuck with like chewing gum on us. But we can get it off. Sometimes it gets tangled in the hair. It's a little hard to get it off, but we can get it off. It's not like you can't get it out. When we're saying, however, and here's the depth of what the Mimer is going to teach. When we're saying, however, that... Um, Going out of Egypt is not enough. And we need another three and a half thousand years where every single day we go out of Mitzrayim. That's talking about a different Mitzrayim. That's talking about getting out of the limitations of holiness. That takes three and a half thousand years. Going out of Klippa, that's no big deal. That, every, that, 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 that was done already. We've been there, we've done that, it's done. And that's, okay, we have to refresh it every day. The Rebbe is going to say soon. We have to refresh that every day. And that's why it says, Laman Tiskor. You have to remember, as Yom Tzeis Cham Eretz Mitzrayim, the day you went out of, you went out of Egypt, because the main Yetzirah Mitzrayim, that is an absolute necessity that every person has to go out of, that you're must, that's not like extra. That's like must, Yetzirah Mitzrayim. That's getting out of Klippa. If Klippa is ruling your life, if you're not living in holiness, that's no good. That you have to get out of every single day. And every day we remember. But that's, you have, to recla- you have to reconnect to something we've done already. That's the one day Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. However, if you want to march to Mashiach, if you want to, if you want to, uh, oh, that, that Mashiach is not just getting out of the Kazakhs. That the Kazakhs are not coming anymore to steal our cows and to whatever. That, that, that's, that, that's, that's a very, that's not Mashiach. Mashiach is not to take us out of our Tsaris. Mashiach is taking us out of limited Judaism, limited holiness, boundless, everything with a limitation. That is a whole different avoda, and that takes three and a half thousand years of constant breaking, 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 breaking. Obviously, we realize that that kind of experience makes the going out of Mitzrayim, whatever we experience then, the godly experiences then, look like, uh, as we spoke on Monday night, like child's play compared to this godliness that we're going to have. And so he continues. This is what the Rebbe is going to develop over here. And he continues in the, the, the Friedrich Rebbe continues in the Ma'amadah. When it says, I will show them wonders, it's referring to the Ma'amadah says, Till now we only explained what does it mean, like the days you went out of Egypt. Uh, but there are many days of going out of Egypt. What does it mean, I will show them wonders? When will this happen? So the Friedegger Rebbe says it's talking about the wonders of Mashiach, the wonders of the future redemption. Shagula Asida, the future redemption, Tiagam came to Madregezu. That the Giula Asida is also going to be in this level. The Rebbe is wondering, it's a very interesting Lushan that it says it's going to be Gam came to Madregezu. The Rebbe says in number 10, Kenu Alushan Bahamaimer, so is the Lushan in the Maimer. When he says Mitzis Mitzrayim is also going to be in this Madrega, who leklolis ha'inyan the Yitzim and Mitzrayim ba'agbalas. That when we're going to go out, when Mashiach comes, we're going to go out of general limitations and boundaries. 
However, it's going to be on a much higher level. In other words, Geula Asid is the ultimate, the future redemption, the ultimate. We can say that this, that he continues in the Maimar Sharen, I will show you wonders. Is referring to the revelation of the future redemption. Is in order to explain even more the reason that Dafkin this pasuk talking about the future redemption. It says I remember I asked you the question earlier. How come only if we're saying that Kiyamei the Yitzis Mitzrayim is many 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 days doesn't happen in one shot? How come it doesn't say that in every pasuk when it talks about Yitzis Mitzrayim only in this pasuk? And the answer is, because here we're talking about Yetzirah Mitzrayim as it is referring to the future redemption. And that Yetzirah Mitzrayim is something that requires not one exit, but the multiple exits of Egypt, the the exoduses, so to speak, the, the going out continuously to get to that. That's what he's saying. Even though when the Torah gives us an obligation to remember it says you should remember the day you went out of Mitzrayim. It says it in a manner of Yachid. Since it's speaking about the future redemption, I will show you wonders. That's the future redemption. Then it's going to be the perfection of Yetzirah Mitzrayim. What does that mean? Going out from all boundaries and limitations. Even of the highest limitations and the highest boundaries. In order to come to such a high revelation. That... We need the avoda of going out of Egypt every day. Every day we are going out of higher mitzarim, higher limitations. The Rebbe is soon going to drop a bomb question on this. I mean, anybody that thinks about this a little bit should be able to ask the question already now. Again, I'm going to tell you right now, emphasize what I just said, and you should really have this question. If you don't, don't worry. But if you do, you should really... And that is, we're saying over here that the continuous struggle for the last three and a half thousand years is we're constantly going out from more and more limitations. We're going, every day we're pushing out of the boundaries of yesterday. We're going out of the boundaries, out of the boundaries, out of the boundaries, out of the boundaries, out of the boundaries. And finally, at the end, very end, we're going to go out of like the highest limitations and boundaries, but yet that too is a boundary. So we're going to break out of that. And obviously the question is so obvious, but no one thinks to ask it, but it's the obvious question. No that would mean that our Avodah Hashem today should be on levels far, far superior than our grandparents and great-grandparents and great-great-great-grandparents and great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandparents. But we know it's the exact opposite. We're dealing with so much more constrictions and limitations. It's not like, you know, the earlier generations had boundaries and we've got... See, in, 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 the, in the... It should have been... Let me put it this way. It should have been similar to the advance in the modern world. In the modern world, mankind, at least in terms of technology, is continuously going out of boundaries. It's that what was once yesterday, real constrictions, today we, can, we, we, we pass that. We're able to do that. We're able to do things we couldn't do. We couldn't have dreamt of a, a hundred years ago, 50 years ago. Today we can do like unbelievable things. We go out of boundaries. 
So in Yiddishkeit, it should be the same thing. Our capabilities of learning, of studying, of davening, and of experiencing God. Our Shabbos, next week's Shabbos, should be so much richer than last week's Shabbos. And last week's Shabbos should be so much richer than 10 years ago Shabbos. And 10 years ago Shabbos should be richer than the Shabbosim of the days of the Baal Shem Tov. Do you and I experience that spiritual ecstasy and bliss that there was in the, in the Baal Shem Tov Shul? By the Chassidim and the people close to him and by the Alter Rebbe and by the... <laughs> of course not. Give out. How can we say that today's days we're going out of even higher boundaries? Doesn't make any sense. Okay, the Rebbe is going to deal with that soon. But first, because, because and the Rebbe is explaining that. That's why the Friediger... Now, again, I'm, that question that I just asked you is a question that's going to come later in the mind. I just couldn't contain myself. But right now, the Rebbe is still explaining one idea. Why the Friedrich Rebbe has to, after he explains Kiyamei means many days, he says that Arenu Neflois is the future redemption. Why is that Negea? The Rebbe says, because the idea of Kiyamei, that there are many days, is Dafka, when we're talking about the ultimate Giyula. When we're talking about the ultimate Giyula, we need Kiyamei many, many days. Why? Because the Yetzias Mitzrayim that we're, that we're talking about, which through that we're going to come to the ultimate redemption, he is which Yetzias Mitzrayim? A combination of two things. Number one, the future redemption is dependent on going out of Mitzrayim the first time. That too is a necessity. Why? Because we know that had we not gone out of Mitzrayim the first time, we would never have even begun the journey of going out of Mitzrayim. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim then was the... Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim then was the initial breakthrough. This too is Negea to the future redemption. Like it says in the Mimer, Mitzrayim in the general Indian of Geula was Nishadish, was 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 written. That opened up the faucet for all the redemptions. Um, so basically, that was the breakthrough. Before that, there was there was not possible. That Geula is the seed or the key to all the redemptions. So of course we needed that Yitzias Mitzrayim. And in addition to that, we need the continuous Metzias Mitzrayim. And then we also need the continuous Yitzias Mitzrayim that are happening all the time. Because every day we're pushing the envelope. Every day we're going out of higher Mitzrayim. <coughs> Until we will arrive through all of this to the future redemption. Then Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is going to be at the highest level. And they're going out from all limitations and all boundaries. And it comes out Now we'll understand why. In the Pasek Laman the Pasek that's telling you to remember Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim daily, it doesn't say Yemei. 
It says, remember, Yom, the day you went out. Why? Which from there we learn out the obligation to remember Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim every day, by Yom, by by day and by night. It says, one day, who, why? Because there's two things. There is being a Jew, and there is, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, being a Messianic Jew. Being a Jew, you can be a very good Jew with Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim of them. And your requirement, your obligation is to be a Jew. You got the Torah at Sinai. Sinai came after Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim. Live in the world of Kedusha. That's it. As long as you're living in Kedusha, you're not living in Klippa. Klippa is death. Don't be involved in death. Be in a living place. That's it. With that, however, you're good enough. Remember... Uh, that Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim took you, Hashem took us out, me'avdus l'cheres. It was done. Mimaves l'chaim. From death to life. That happened already. Ah, you say, how come I'm still struggling with my klipa, with my yetzahara, with my whatever? Oh, that's because you need a Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim refresher. But you have the ability today to put yourself back into the Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim that happened then. Kiyo inyan, the Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim b'chol yoyimu b'ikr is primarily ha-yitzhiyah ma-ha-meitzarim d'lo-umazeh. We have to go out from the constrictions of the other side. What's the constrictions of the other side? Meaning going out of tumah, going out of, of defilement, going out of darkness. Ubeklalis, in general, what does it mean? Ha-yitzhiyah ma-ha-meitzarim v'ha-gbalis, going out of limitations and boundaries. Getting out of stuff that are blocking us from studying Torah and doing mitzvahs. Meaning, if there are things in your life that are not letting you learn Torah and doing mitzvahs, to get out of it. Yeah, it's a get out of that. Get out of the stuff that are blocking, blocking us from learning Torah and doing mitzvahs. And they can be, hold on, and they can be um, external things. And I will say, but that's not my fault. If your person is in jail, uh, what is he supposed to do? He can't put on tefillin. Oh. And Jews were in situations where they couldn't do mitzvahs. So I go to Shaila. So what's with that? Yitzis mitzrayim every day. Oh. But you didn't have the power I go, to go out of that. Like we talk to see, so many cherusin happened. Okay. I, I, I just opened up a can of worms, which I just got myself stuck into. So I'll forget about what I just said in the last minute. Because there were stories where Jews were stuck in situations they couldn't learn Torah and they couldn't do mitzvahs. So we're saying, however, that, that that going out of that, but specifically the internal ones, which really are harder. Internal obstacles. The stuff that we create for ourselves. These things, however, uh, we have to get out of every day. Who, al Yadeshi Yisrael nase avde Hashem, because what, v'zeh shayich, and this is shayich, l'yoyim tzeischa me'eretz mitzrayim, yoyim loshin yochet. Ah, the Rebbe answers my question. I didn't get myself stuck in a place because the Rebbe answers my question. This was accomplished already when we went out of Mitzrayim on one day. Why? Through this, the Jewish people became servants of God. They, 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 extract, they were extracted from being servants to Paro. They're now servants to God. What happened to them? Nitan the power was given, empowerment was given to every Jew. In regards to Torah mitzvahs, the aspects of the world don't have any power over him. And that answers my question. Because if a Jew is stubborn, 
stubborn like a thing, he will see through in every situation to be able to do mitzvahs. We see Jews in Nazi concentration camps wanted to eat matzah, they had matzah. If they were willing to give their lives up, but they, if they knew that there was no restriction. The Friedrich Rebbe, when he was in jail and he wanted his tefillin, he got his tefillin. I read a story just now in this book about a Yid Rebbe, Rebbe Weitzner or something like that, unbelievable. He was in Bergen-Belsen. He decided to demand from the Nazis, he was afraid that, you know, what's going to be on Pesach. He demanded from the Nazis that they should give them, um, instead of other food, he said, Bergen-Belsen, the concentration camps, the conditions were a little better than in other concentration camps because they had a more um, prisoners that went over there were, were many times prisoners from higher stature. So the Jews who ended up over there were not, it was horrible, but it was better than other places. There was a certain treatment that, so, but he asked that they should have matzahs and he decided to make a petition to ask for it. Uh, and 50 people, everybody was terrified because they were afraid that who knows what is going to happen. And Jews were terrified. No, what happened was he, he spoke to the commander. The commander says he can't decide on it. They have to send to Berlin. But he warned them because this can be repercussions. And it has to be signed off in, in Berlin. And he went and he, and he got, and Jews were terrified. They said, you're going to bring a catastrophe. You're going to shoot us all. Who know, don't, don't rock the boat. But he decided to go ahead with it. And there were 50 brave Jews who signed, the, who signed on it. And they were called out. They delivered flour and whatever it was, and they made matzahs. And the rest of the Jews all got all excited because everybody wanted to participate. And they came to him to please ask for them as well. And he knew he was risking his life. But he still felt that he can't say no to them, and he went back. So they, and they answered, they said like this, those who signed the first time, signed the first time, what's it called again? We know they really, they really cared for the mitzvah. They really cared for the religious aspect of it. Those who came on later... It's probably because they just want the, the, the better food or whatever it is that's being given and this and that, so they didn't let them have it. But for 50 people, he had matzah and pesach. It was just an attitude. A yid knows that, and that this is what the, the Rebbe Rishab said, that when it comes to Golos, the Abishter did not, the Abishter put our bodies into Golos. That Jews can be shoved in chas v'shalom into the, into, the, into the gas chambers. That's what happened. Or Jews can be murdered. All these horrible things that happened. That's, that's a fact. That happened. We, we were not in control over that. But the, the non-Jews don't have any permission to dictate our souls. When it comes to matters of Yiddishkeit, they have no strength. Are you going to ask me that there were situations? Of course there were situations. But it didn't last forever. Jews broke, broke out of it. It, the only reason there was such a situation was to call forth the Yid's actionness, the Yid's stubbornness, and when the Yid was in action, he was able to see it through. Because when it comes to matters of Yiddish, a Jew is not, is not, is not, is not. And the Rebbe brings over here in the bottom from the morale of Prague, where the morale says that when Yidin went out of Mitzrayim, we became essentially free people. And we are no more, we're not servants in essence. That's the point. Externally, it might be temporarily some kind of some kind of a servitude, but it's not real, because Jews are not subjugated to any force but to God. Every single Jew No matter in the world should have power over him. Even matters coming from exile, they don't have any power over him. And the reason is, Mikivin Shashtari Kaidim. God says to Mitzrayim and to all the Mitzrayims of the world, you want it, you, you, you claim the Jewish people are subjugated to you. I'm going to show you my document. My document precedes your document. What does that mean? 
when someone is enslaving a slave and he's making the slave work for him and someone else comes and he brings out a document where it says that he bought the slave three years before the other guy bought him. So he says, he's, how can he be your slave if he's my slave already first? He's my servant first. Hashem has uncovered that we're his servants before. So this is what um, referring to going out of Mitzrayim. So that ability is enough to remember the day you went out of Mitzrayim. The pasuk that says in the days you went out of time, I will show you wonders. It says like the days in the plural. Because in order to arrive, to the revelation of the future redemption, I will show you wonders. Since the revelations that are going to be in the future redemption, is going to be such wonders that even compared to the miracles of Yitzhiya Mitzrayim, this is going to be considered wonders, like we spoke on Monday. It's going to be wonders. It's going to, it's going to shock even, those, even the people who witnessed Yitzhiya Mitzrayim. It's going to blow their minds to witness these these, and they're not going to say, eh, we've seen, we've seen the likeness before. No, even they're going to be shocked. But in order to come to such great revelations, for that we need to get out of other boundaries. Not the boundaries of the, of the klipa that tries to stop us from doing mitzvahs. No. The boundaries that come from observance. A Jew learns Torah and does mitzvahs. But he learns Torah and he does Mitzvahs in a limited, with a, with 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 in, in a, with with a limited devotion, with a limited, in a limited way. And it's not just enough to have. In this that we say we have to go out of the boundaries of holiness. When we say boundaries of holiness, we mean more and more and more because in holiness there's levels of boundaries. That's why Tafke in this Pasuk, it says Kiyamei in the plural. Okay, in Peregimel, now from this that we said before, that the Avod of Yetis Mitzrayim have every day is on a higher level. Moving, it's understood, Shebizman Hagolos, that in the time of exile, now, if we, it, now based on this, comes out that we're now on a continuous journey of breaking out of boundaries. Oh, so we have to say that right after we went out of Mitzrayim, we began this journey. So we have the 40 years in the Midbar, in which every year was Pesach, not just Pesach. Every day they had to go out of further boundaries. Then when, the, when they came into Eretz Yisrael, they must have been in a higher place than they were, because they were able to connect to God in a deeper way than they were earlier, than they were in the Midbar. Deeper. You have to say so. Because they've broken out of already those boundaries. And then you have to say, so it progressed. So we understand. Mishkan, finally, Beis Amigdash, Altsfar statement, everything makes sense. But then, we have to say, Golas. We have to say that by Golas, we're, we're breaking out of boundaries that they didn't break out of. And we have to say that in Golas itself, the latter, the latter stages of Golas, we're breaking out even of higher boundaries. And eventually we have to say that the, the last and final days of exile, which is me and you and our avoda, we're breaking out of even the most craziest, even the highest, highest boundaries of Kedusha, which don't make any sense. We seem to be constricted with far more constrictions. It doesn't seem like we're 
that's the idea. Question. We're going out of higher boundaries. Which was the Yitzhiya, the going out of boundaries that was in the days of the Beis Amimish. In the days of Golos itself, in the Doros, in the generation that are in the last footsteps of Mashiach, and particularly in the last generation, we go out of even higher boundaries. The noise of Lazan addition to this Shabbachol Yom Vyoim. Oh, so what is it? So one thing you can say, in addition to this, that every single day, Mevararim Oid Nitsutsis, Vaoid Nitsutsis, we're collecting more and more and more sparks. That I can understand. Because we're going into darker places. Throughout Gaulus, think about it. First, Jews hovered around the Middle East. And then we moved farther and farther. And today, Jews are across the whole world. So we're reaching farther sparks. That I understand. I also understand that the fact that, there is, that, that, that that spirituality is so difficult today and hard because we're living in darker times and over there are the highest sparks. That I also get. But here's a different story. We're talking about breaking boundaries and the breaking of boundaries doesn't seem like we're serving God in, in higher levels. Like people, for example, today everybody's ADD. People have five minutes. They don't have patience to learn anymore. They need five minutes. Five-minute clips works. Three-minute var Torah, that's it. People don't have patience for anything longer, right? So people are far more constricted in holiness, not less constricted. Vayidez and through this miskarvim yoisel abiyasa mashiach. Okay, nitzutzis, I understand. Hinegam inyan the yitzias mitzrayim. Also, the going out of mitzrayim. Hayitziam amitzadim vagabolus. We're going out of limitations and boundaries. Bechol yoyim uba'ifen nayle yoiser is every day on a higher level. Vayidez avoided the yitzias mitzrayim sheyabiyamoisach roinim shalifne biyasa mashiach. And through the hour of Vodav, going out of Mitzrayim, and our days right before Mashiach, because the Yitzhi of Mitzrayim and our days right now, we're breaking out of the highest limitations. So we're going to merit to the ultimate, to the, to the future redemption. And then we're actually going to be out of it. Today we're still breaking. Then we're actually going to experience the light of, of Hashem that's totally boundless. So how does this work? It's funny. The Rebbe is not even like asking the question. He just stated the statement. And obviously the question is obvious because it doesn't seem to be that way. He'll be ring and he's going to explain how it is that way that we are now breaking out of mitzarim and boundaries that are much broader than... than What do we say? That the revelation of the Gula Sida... Is dafka through the avoda at the conclusion of the time of exile. Yuvan Bahagda Mabir will be understood this by first explanation, explaining. What does it mean that in the future redemption we're actually going to go out of all limitations and all boundaries? What does that mean? What does it really mean when we say all limitations and all boundaries? Even the highest limitations. The Indian who and the idea is, and the Rebbe is going to explain an Indian. We're talking about going out very fundamental existential boundaries. We're not talking about going out of like, you know, talking about constrictions that are part of the very fabric of existence. What the Rebbe is going to do now is he's going to trace the worlds. And he's going to explain that living in the world is already a constriction. Worlds are limitations. 
Because the world doesn't is blocking you from experiencing the Ein Sof. When you're living within the world, you're living within a certain construct. Oh, we have that. But living in the world, and, and, and when Mashiach comes, we're not going to exit the world. We're going to cause the world to become so transparent that it's not going to be in any way a limitation. It's going to swim in the Ein Sof. It's going to be one with the Ein Sof. Oh, but we're going to see very deep what that means. So when we look at Olam, Olam, Olam is concealment, and Olam is time and space, which, are, which is limitations. And Olam means a concealment of time and space. That I was going to say in a moment, he says that Olam actually means a very intense concealment of time and space. He's going to blend three words of the word Olam. Olam has three meanings to it. Olam means time. Makai is called Olam. Simple meaning of Olam, a world. Any defin- anytime we say a world, we mean anything that exists within the framework of time and space. That's called the world. Okay? Number one. The second meaning of the word Olam means concealment. Because time and space create a concealment. The third meaning of the word Olam, which is very rare, you never see it in Hasidus. The Rebbe says in this Mimer that it's very rare, but the Friediger Rebbe says it in the Mimer, he adds a third meaning to the word Olam. Olam means a youth, a youngster. It's called an Ilem. An Ilem, Ayin Lamed Mem, not Aleph Lamed Mem. Aleph Lamed Mem is a mute. A Ayin Lamed Mem is like it says, a Alma, Vataret Alma. The young girl ran. It speaks about Miriam. It calls her Alma, female Ilem. A young, a, a boy, a youth. It's called an Ilem. So the world is a youth. In which sense? So the Rebbe blends all Pirushim together. And he says, the world is a vigorous, because a youth is vigor, has vigor, has strength. The world is a vigorous concealment of time and space. It's not stomach concealment of time and space. It's an intense concealment of time. In other words, it's continuously, it's very intense in its, in its concealing through time and space and blocking us from experiencing taka. The Rebbe is going to explain, and this I'm just giving a little bit of overview before, that really where does this all start? It's because the worlds were created after a tzimtzum. A tzimtzum was God can basically, the worlds came into existence not through a divine revelation, but through a divine concealment. So the, it begins with a hell. And that helem is a block on on the truth of God, on the Eins, on the Ebishter, on the beligavul of the Ebishter. And the, the creations, however, in terms of the, the divinity of creation, what, what's the... Even before we begin to... Even before the world start, that Rebbe is going to explain, the divine energy that is, going to, that is going to be the source of creation, which is what we learned to Hasidah so many times, the Kav. The Kav is a little thin line, so to speak, of the Abishta reinserting his energy into the black hole to create. That kav, the Rebbe explains, is the root of concealment. We're going to see soon. It's the shayrish of yeshes. It's the root of the fact, again, the concealment is the fact that we feel ourselves as something. That will begin with the kav. See, the kav is still yeah, but the kav is already the beginning of yeshes. Because the mere fact that we can notice a kav, and the kav is not swallowed in the Ein Sof light, really, where is the kav? In truth of truth, the way God sees it, is there a kav? Is there a thin line? That line is still part of the Ein Sof. It's, and where was the kav before it? It begins its process of creating. Where was it? 
it was embedded in the potential of the Orin Sof. So it's all one with him. And afterwards, it's still that way because the symptom is not affecting him. The symptom is only affecting us. So the, the fact that the Kav experiences itself as something is already the beginning of Helem. That itself is the Helem. The worlds are in Metzias of Helem because they come from a Kav and the Kav is already. The fact that the worlds have time and space is also related to the Kav. There's an up and there's a down. A higher part of the Kav. And we're going to get to that soon. I don't want to get into all things, but the idea is simple. Kav is the beginning of Olam, even though he's still talking about. And therefore, 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 as long as we're, as long as we are channeling divinity through the Kav, from the Kav, into the world, no matter how high these lights are, no matter how fantastic they are, no matter how powerful they are. As long as we're channeling light only from the Kav. Now you realize one thing, Kav is infinitely higher than Atsilos. Atsilos is, a, Atsilos is way down the river, way downstream. The Kav, there are so many levels in the Kav before Atsilos. So we can really party on the light of the Kav forever. And that's the problem with the time of the Beis Amigdash. They were partying on the Kav. They were doing fantastic with the Kav. They were pumping the Kav like crazy. And they can continue to pump the Kav and get so much in energy and light and inspiration and godliness and sit in Gan Eden and enjoy infinite pleasure. But you're only pumping the Kav. And as long as you're pumping the Kav, you are rare in constrictions of hell and the Hester of time and space in its root. The only way to really, 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 when we talk about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim means as long as we're, as long as we're operating from from the Kavan onward, you have to get to the Orin Sof that's before the Tzimtz. And that's total, now let me tell you one thing, that's total newness, that's new. Because anything you're pumping from the Kav is not called new. Why is it not called new? The reason why it's not called new, because that's, the Kav has been around. From when God, that's what Hashem kind of allocated for, for, for the creation. So it's not new. It's you're revealing into the lower realms of existence, powerful revelations from the higher realms of existence, but you're still working with what is. There's nothing new. When you want to draw down the Oyrin Seif Shalif that's recreating the entire Olam. That's why when, when Mashiach is going to come, there's going to be a new world, Hashemayim Achadashim, a new heaven, a new earth, a new Torah, because the Torah we have now is a Kav Torah. And after Mashiach comes, it's not going to be a Kav Torah anymore. After Mashiach comes, you have to move up. There's a machitza there. Um, after Mashiach comes, there isn't the Torah is not going to be the light, the Torah coming from the Kav. The Torah is going to be Torah Chadasha Me'iti Teitze. It's going to be a new Torah. The Torah that's going to happen after Mashiach comes is going to be a new revelation, new light. She's still above water. It's good, it's good. And the third, we're not, we're not saying who it is. On the recording, no one is going to know. Unless someone is going to, on the, on, the, on the Facebook, is going to write who, but like this, no one knows. Before Pesach, it's okay. What am I saying? It's good, it's good. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Yeah. Oh, so the Kav... That's going to be difficult. The Kav, so 
Oh, so but after Mashiach comes, we're going to break out of the Kav. And where are we breaking out into? The Orin Sof Shalifnei Atzimtzum. And here is the crazy thing. Here is the crazy thing. And this is, this is the crazy thing. The crazy, crazy thing that we're learning in the Mimer. In, in order to draw down this new light, completely newness from outside of the Kav, our Avoda Osa has to be totally new. It has to be innovative. As long as our Avoda is part of what the system, as we are systemized, it will not, it will not generate this newness. And that's the problem with the Beis HaMikdash, and that's the problem with all the days of glory of the Jewish people. Because one didn't have to dig into the essence of their soul and their essence of their being to serve God. One was stimulated with all the stimulations of like, wow. So one service of God was coming from their intellect, from their mind, from their kav. Just like there is above there is a kav, we too have our own kav. Kav is our projection, our revelation, the revealed light of our soul, the revealed powers of our soul. And as long as we can operate from the revealed powers of our soul, we're going to do that. Because there's no need to dig deeper. So we're going to operate from the revealed powers of our soul. And as long as, and as, even if we're going to experience the greatest understanding and, 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 and spiritual elated uh, whatever experiences, it's, again, it's what we said earlier, you're pumping the calf. That's all you're doing. And it's not Mashiach. It's all part of the Helam, the Hester. It's all part of the Olam, part of the world. For that it takes the last generations right before Mashiach comes and our generation. When there's no reason at all to stick it out anymore. There's no reason. You can't, your intellect, your mind is like blocked. Everything is blocked. We are now, we are, we are now surviving in our Yiddishkeit on what? On essence. We're being Jewish today because of our essence, not because of anything else. And we're, we're squeezing the oil out of our essence and our Yiddishkeit. Dafka that is what brings the new light when Mashiach comes. That's what we mean we're breaking out of the highest boundaries. That means the Kav is the highest boundary. It's Kedusha. It's Kedusha on the highest level. Talking about lights. But it's a boundary too. In other words, the fact that we have to push beyond our intellect and beyond our mind, Dafka in the last few generations, that's, that's, that's it. And that's what's taking out us the final boundaries. I just gave you the whole mind. Okay. A beer in an explanation of the matter. The revelation of the future redemption. That's in the end of the time of Golos. Will be understood by first prefacing. This we were holding. As explained in the Mimer, the Chola, Oilomois, all worlds, Gam Oilomois, Achinailam, even the highest worlds. Nikra Bisham Mitzrayim, they're called Mitzrayim, they're called boundaries. Le Yosam Chinas Meitzar, the Helen. The worlds are all Meitzar, they have a limit, they have Meitzar, they're narrow, and there's also concealment. In every world, there is a concealment. Even the highest, they have some level of concealment. The Hainu, the Zesha Oilomois, Nikra Bisham Mitzrayim, this that the worlds are called Mitzrayim, whom it's not Shnei Taimim. There are two reasons that make a world be called a uh, called Mitzrayim. 
two worlds, two reasons. Number world number number one is that the worlds are bahagbala, they're limited. Mitzrayim Aloshan Meitzar Ugavul, Mitzrayim means Meitzar constriction of Gavul and limitation. Vegam and secondly, Mitzadzeh, Shesavusam, Huayadeh Helem Or. Also because how do they come into existence? How does anything that's limited, let's understand it again. The first Pirush in, in the, the, what, what makes the world be a Mitzrayim is that a world has a limitation. It's Mitzrayim, it's, it's, it's a world. It has some kind of a context of time and space. Now, how can that exist if everything is floating within the Ein Sof? How can there be? So the, the only way that can be is because it's not feeling the Ein Sof. Because if it's feeling the Ein Sof, it would be part of the Ein Sof. The fact that it's not being part of it, and it has a Meitzar, it has a certain boundary, is because the Orin Sof was dimmed in order for it to come into existence. The question is, how dimmed? Well, that depends. The thicker, more dense our boundaries are, the more we feel ourselves, the less we feel God. Fine. But Saif Kosaif, all worlds have to have a helm in order for they to, for them to exist. do as it is known, Shahelim the Tsimtsum Arishan, the Helim, the concealment of the first Tsimtsum, Shal Yodai Nasamakam Lamidas which paved the way, which cleared the way for the worlds. What's the first thing that was necessary for worlds to exist? How does We just reached it. We got the new, I have no idea. Um, the 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 do as it is known. I'm curious now. Now I'm talking curious. Oh, prime delivery. Yeah, this is breaking out. You know why? Because I'm thinking maybe it's the maybe it's the cups for the Mashiach Suda. My wife orders very big cups. They might be sm- Yeah, I can't believe it. Why, why is it so great? Because I said it came from the Orient Social Lifnau Tzimtzum. And that's Mashiach Suda. Mashiach Suda is the Giluyim of then. And that came right then. The cups. Well, that's the cups, you see? These are the vessels to receive the Orient Social Lifnau Tzimtzum. It came right now. Unbelievable. I knew when, when something, a package is, uh, if someone is going to yell over there, Amazon delivery, in the middle, we're learning about the Orient Social Lift Now Symptom, it can only be. Okay, let me. You can, all, you can all laugh at me, but I'm telling you that I'm right. It's true. It's absolutely true. These things that we learn about over here, when we learn them, we're actually living inside of them. That's why, that's why we're learning them, not just. In any case, Ikidu, it is known. That the in order for worlds to exist, there needed to be a helm of the first symptom. The first symptom did what? That's what cleared the way for worlds to exist. Now, the first thing needed to be that the MS of God could not be felt. If the MS of Hashem, the truth of God, is felt, there can't be a world. Simpson Bederach Siluk, there had to be a complete removal, because there's later Tsimtsumim to differentiate between other types of Tsimtsumim which is the, the symptom that is happening in the Kav, that's just taking what was and making it lighter. 
making it less and less. That's not what we're talking about over here. We're talking about a total cutoff. Because you understand something? Since the Rebbe wants to emphasize how we need to get, in order for Mashiach to come, we need to serve God in a manner of something new, not just more of what we had yesterday. That's the point. We need a breakthrough of something new. So that we have to understand that what we're really trying to get to is something that we've totally disconnected from. Therefore, if we do get that, and if we do break through that barrier, we're re- that's called new. Understand? Because anything from the Kav, even though over there too there's higher levels, higher and higher and higher, but it's not new because the light you're experiencing here is the same light you're experiencing there. It's only here it's, more in, here it's brighter, and here it's, here, it's, here, it's, um, here it's a little dimmer, but it's the same light. But the first initial symptom is a total breakaway from what was before. And Kav is like a new thing. It's totally a new Metzius. So therefore, until we don't get, and that's called worlds. That's the energy for the worlds. Okay, we're going to see about that later. The light before the symptom is completely taken out. And therefore, it's similar in that sense. It's similar to Metzrayim, literally Metzrayim. The first symptom is... You know, to us, when we found ourselves in Egypt, we realized, Gvald! I mean, these guys in Egypt, they're, they're blocking God completely. There's Avodizara, there's complete denial, atheism, total denial in God. Guess what? God, the, that actually happened, that horrible thing happened when the Abishta rolled away his infinite light and created the block on that. That itself is already mamish like Mitzrayim. Rahman al-Islam. It's a... We look at it as, oh, after that comes so much light. What are you talking about? Spiritual That's from our limited perspective, but from God's true perspective, it's horrible. Tzimtzum Arishan is horrible. It's necessary, but it's horrible. It's suffocated. The whole... All of existence is living in suffocation. It's not experiencing MS. We're living, we're living a, a relative existence, not a real existence. Because only real, true reality is Atzimus HaMohus, is the Ebershter himself. Mitzrayim de Lu'umazem, Mitzrayim Kipshuta, Shuhelem Vahester, which is a concealment. It's mamish similar. The Rebbe is saying an amazing thing. That living after the symptom is like going down into Mitzrayim. It's similar to that. We can say, and that's why he continues in the Mimer. Remember, I told you earlier that the word Olam means three things. Olam Kipshutai, Olam means literally a world. Indicative of time and space. Olam means something else. It means Helem. Helem means what? Um, concealment. Hester, which the Indian of of, of Helam over here means conce- blocking. And the Rebbe adds a tifkite. And this idea of Hester, he adds over here in the footnote, he adds a tifkite. Because he says, the reason why the Friedrich Rebbe adds that Olam means concealment, which means Hester, is to emphasize a Kishmaka Indian. I don't want you to hear really well. It's a fine, it's a, tif- it's a deep idea. The Rebbe says that really, not ev- there's two types of Hester. There's two types of concealment. There is helem where something is concealed, not because something is blocking it, just because it's a private thing. It's not, nothing, there's no, there's no Indian that's blocking, it's just, it's shy and it's private, it's not open. Then, um, then, but then there is something, there's a different thing, where there is a, actually a block. 
So the Rebbe says, what kind of concealment is olam the world? It's not just that it's that it that that, that uh, the godliness in the world is private. It's that the olam itself actually blocks the godliness. It's a it's a hester. It's a concealment on it. The olam loshen elam, and that's the last pirush of olam we said earlier is a youth and elam. Shepirusha yunaros v'koyach, youth and power. Umavar akesha the gimel aperushin. The Friediger Rebbe makes the connection of all three perushim. And I said earlier that the three perushim come together like this. Shahelem the Hester, the Oilam, Zman and Makam, the concealment of Zman and Makam, of time and space, who of Gadol. Again, Zman and Makam is Olam, is world. It means also Helem. So the concealment that time and space create is what kind of a concealment? In a, is, 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 is like a youth. It's a very, just like a youth is very vigorous and strong. So the concealment of the world is vigorous and strong. And therefore it's not easy to break it. And we can explain the reason why he brings over here not just a simple pshat that that it means usually but also the pirushim the Friedrich Rebbe wants to explain that olam olam which is is mitzrayim has limitations is mitzrayim for that all he needs is one pirush. Once I say that Olam means Makom and Zman, we all understand that Makom and Zman, time and space, is Mitzrayim, is a limited. The fact that there's here and there means it's a limitation. Time, there's yesterday and there's tomorrow, that's a limitation. Yesterday is yesterday, it's gone. Tomorrow you, can't, you don't even have yet. So that's not either here. So you have, you're limited. Living in space is limited. I'm here and I'm not there. I'm there and I'm not here. So if the Friedrich Rebbe wants to explain that Ola means is in Mitzrayim, it's all he needs. Why is he also saying it's a concealment? And why is he also saying that wow, it's a useful concealment, it's a very intense concealment? Is because the Friedrich Rebbe wants to explain why it's, the worlds are not just called a concealment, or they're called Mitzrayim. They're, they're similar to Mitzrayim. How can we use the same word? You know, people get offended if uh, you know you use a, a very tar- very strong word for a huge atrocity, and people use it for smaller things. It's cheapening. You know, people say a holocaust for for whatever. Okay, you know, it was a, it was a little riot. Someone got hurt. Fine, it's not a holocaust. A holocaust. A holocaust. You can't take here. The Friedrich Rebbe wants to. What he wants to. He wants to. He wants to make drama over here. He's telling you Mitzrayim. Imagine the people butchered him, and the Friedrich Rebbe is saying that Atzilus is also Mitzrayim. Come on, take it easy. <laughs> We're talking about way above Gan Eden and Elian. How are you calling it Mitzrayim? The Friedrich Rebbe wants to say, no, 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 no. Just like Mitzrayim means a total suffocation. So therefore the Friedrich Rebbe has to say, you can't just say there's limitations of time and space. You have to say that in order for time and taste to be a limitation, it has to cut you off from true existence, from the real truth. There had to be a total suffocation. I'm, I, there had to be a total symptom, see, look, a complete block on true existence. And after that, there is a concealed existence now, a gripping concealed existence that's allowing the worlds to exist as worlds. In a pathetic Nebuchadnezzar state. Why pathetic? It's Ghanaian. Yeah, to us. But from, from the truth of truth, it's pathetic. All worlds are pathetic. 
limited. but also to explain gamma the the real constriction. You're comparing it to real Mitzrayim, to Egyptian atrocity. For that, well, maybe Gama Pirushim, he also adds the Pirushim, the Olam Amaloshim Helem. That Olam means concealment. Umaloshim Ela means a youth. Shehelem the Esther, the Olam Ubetok of God. The concealments of the worlds are Betokif. Oh, with a great, very, very, very intense. Now the Rebbe is, however, going to say that this is not only in the worlds. Now, here's the Chiddush where the Rebbe is going to take it to a whole new level. Where the Rebbe says, you should know that the reason why this state of Olam, don't blame it on the Olam. It's not, it's not the Olam that really is the problem. The godly light that's illuminating and sustaining the world, that too is part of this of this of this Mitzrayim reality. Meaning, it's not just the world, it's the kav, the oir, the godly infusion. That's the, that's the, that's the gushing, we call it makar achayim, the root, the source of life. It aims, it's powerful. Guess what? It's also Mitzrayim. And that's what he's going to add in this part. Really, let's get to the root of the Indian. His mamshach and the ma'amad that the coming into being of the worlds is from um, is from the oirakav, from the light of the kav. The worlds come from the light of the kav. And that, in other words, the Fidika Rebbe doesn't suffice by saying it's uh, a world is time and space. He says that the whole coming into the being of the worlds is only from the light of the kav. What's the kav? Again, we learn to see this all the time. Hashem hid his light completely, made a black hole, an emptiness, so to speak, a, 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 a vacancy. And in that, but for, which means where the Ebershter is not expressed, but from non-beingness can't come, can come worlds. So in order to bring worlds into existence, Hashem has to re-energize creation or reinsert himself. So when he reinserts himself, how does he reinsert himself? However, only through a very narrow channel called the Kav. So the Friedrich Rebbe explains, because the light that was before the Tzimtzum, the, the light that was before the Tzimtzum, it was not able to create worlds. The worlds were not able to come into being from that light. As they are now. Well, after, let's put it this way, there could have been a completely different type of world, but the worlds as they are now were not able to come into existence before, before um, from the light that's before the tzimtzum, before the contraction. And it explains why. Because the worlds are, have, they're in a state of up, high, and low. That's what worlds are. There's higher and there's lower. Even physical space, there's the up, there's low. And in general, there's, there's, we know there's levels. There's domain, inanimate. Above it, tzomeach. Above it, chai. That's all called higher and lower. And amongst people, you have simpler people, or 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 coarser people. You have more refined people. More refi- you have tzaddikim. High. You have malachim. 
and then hire tzaddikim. And that. Everything is in a whole system. And in general, hishtalshalus means up and down, a chain-like progression. The Rebbe says and that's the definition of makayim. Makayim means that there is a here and a there, and an up and a down. Six directions. The inyan makayim beruchni is spiritually makayim is not the way we have makayim space. lomata. The idea that spiritually there is makayim means there is a higher and there is a low. And therefore, the Rebbe is trying to explain why the light before the why the world could not derive from the light before the tzimtzum. Because the light that was before the tzimtzum did not have a beginning and an end. You see, the kav <coughs> has a beginning and an end. Why? What's the kav? The kav is emanating from the orin self, and it's a line. If it's a line, when you look at the line, a line has a beginning, and the line has an end, meaning further, further, further. further. And, and what's called lower? The further you're going away from the source, it's getting lower and lower and lower. What's called higher, the closer you get to the source. So even if this goes on infinity, infinite, but still, the closer you're getting. So therefore, the light before the tzimtzum, however, did not have a beginning and an end. It's, it's pure ain't self. There's no beginning and there's no beginning. There's ain't chil of ain't self. So it's not chayach over there to have worlds. So the worlds, if they're tapping into that light, they wouldn't have a beginning and an end. The gam, then he adds another idea. The light that was before the tzimtzum is an energy that can't even be called light. The light before the tzimtzum in general is oyer It's light that's still absorbed in him. Meaning it's light that's still one with the, with the source. The source of the light and the light. The light is still within the mashpia. It's like within him. And light that's still included in the source, has no light that's in its source is totally bottled to its source, has no identity. To the point you don't, it, can, it doesn't even see itself as light. It only notices source, it doesn't even know itself. And therefore, it can't create anything. It can't be a mashpia, because it's so bottle. In order to be to open up your mouth, in order to be, in order to have an influence, you can't be totally bottle. When you're totally bottle, then you don't exist. Ain't a shayach. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu, for instance, who was like light in the source, couldn't talk. It's a miracle that Moshe can talk, <laughs> that he can be a mashpia because he's bottle to the source. So the oil, the oil, while it's still in its source, the oil that's before the tzimtzum is or, is light that's in its source, and therefore it can't be a source to hashpa to worlds. Because in order for something to be a source for something, you yourself have to be a something. You can be a something only if you are a little bit of a something. When they are standing by the Rebbe, they can't be an influence on anybody because they're bottle. They go away, they become a little bit of a. A chassid is always bottle, but he becomes a little bit of a. Of a he's margish his metzias a little more than he can give a sermon and a drasha and a this and a that, and he has opinions and stuff like that. He needs to. That, that itself, because the Rebbe wants him to be that way, so that he can have an influence. But when he is bottle by in his source, he doesn't have an. 
V'davka al yedei oir hakav. So davka through the light of the kav. Which the light of the kav, what's the idea of the light after the tzimtzum meaning? A light that is emanating outside, kiviyachal, so to speak, outside of its source. It has, number one, it has up and down. Number two, it has what? It has some somewhat of an, ex- an existence. Even though it has no other being but to reveal the source, but still it has epis of metzias. It can become a source of the metzias of the Olamais. It's in a state of metzias, of light. That's why it has an up and it has a down. Because once it's a metzias, and dafka through it is where the world's coming to existence. So what did the Rebbe just do? What the Rebbe just did, why, why is he emphasizing these two things? Again, he emphasized two things that the light of the kav need to have. What are the two things? No, in other words, the reason why we needed a kav. Two reasons. Number one, because without the kav, the oil, number one, is still in the source. If it's still in the source, there's no up and down. So we can't create worlds that have an up and a down. Number two, it's so bottle, it can't create anything. In order to be a source for something, it has to have somewhat of a metzius. It has to feel itself. And, for, and in order for it to feel itself, it has to be it has to be distant from the source. If it's in the source, it doesn't feel. It's canceled in the source. The reason why the Rebbe explains these two things about the light of the Kav, because let's go back to the worlds. What did we say before it d- defines the worlds? Two things. Time and space is considered one thing. That's the fact that it was an up and a down. There's time and space. The second thing that the worlds have, what did we say earlier? That the worlds are a concealment on God. Which means they present you with them, not with God. It's a, it's a block on the Ebishter. Oh, so in order for the worlds to be a block, and Idreb is blaming it now on what? What, is, what are we really blaming it on? On the Kav. the Kav. So we have to find these two things in the Kav. So number one, the fact that once the Kav leaves its source, it has an up and a down. That's the source of time and space of the world. There's an up and a down. And the fact that the Kav has already some kind of a metzias of light, it is an existence of light, that imparts eventually into the world a real sense of metzias, which is what? The, the, self, the, 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 the self-awareness of the world, which blocks us from feeling the true light. So who is the, I want to say the culprit, really? Simpson Harishon, which allows the Kav to happen. So therefore, that's where we're getting back. That's why the Rebbe is going to explain why all the avod of the Beis Hamikdash and all the great time of all these things. It's as I said earlier. I don't think anybody ever used that term, but it's a gishmaka term to use. They were only pumping the kav. In other words, their mitzvahs, their avod, it was all. It was all drawing more light from the kav, but they weren't reaching beyond the kav because they were serving also from the emanations of their soul, as we're going to say. Hashem operates similar to us. Whatever we, whatever we put in, that's what we're drawing from above. If we're operating from our revealed powers of our soul, that's also corresponding to the Kav. The Kav is the revealed energies of God. So what does Hashem have to do? He has to put us through the grinder. He has to put us to a place where all that won't work. You can't be a Jew anymore based on your intellect. You can't because you don't understand anything. You don't see anything. Nothing makes sense. The world is an upside down world. Being Jewish isn't any 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 way. Does not in other words, seichel is not going to carry you through. 
The only thing that carries you through to keep on, keep on getting you up there and cleaning for Pesach again and doing your mitzvahs and that is only your essence. It's not. It's you gotta you got you gotta pump your your essence, and dafka that is gonna pump the Abishter's essence. That's the depth of where he's going. The Yashloima, we can say the Shnei Inyonim Elusha Bahakav, these two inyonim in the Kav. And Dugma Shnei Anyonim and Al Shabaulam are similar to the two ideas of the world. Dahamailu Matashabakav, the up and down of the Kav, who Dugma Sagvul the Oilam, is similar to the Gavul of the world. The Zeshahakav, who Metsias Ur, this that the Kav is a Metsias. She'ena betachlis abitl that the kav is not totally bottle. Who dugma sahelam vehested olam? It's similar to the concealment of the world. Because let's understand something: the kav is the light of God. It's not, but the fact that it knows itself as being light—that's already the beginning of a sense of existence of of other than the source. Sibas hayeshes shaboy. The reason of the yeshes of the world. So now, based on that, we can say the zesha oilamoyz nikra b'shem mitzrayim. Oi, oi, oi! You see what the Rebbe is doing over here is the Rebbe is going like this. See, the Friediger Rebbe didn't take it so far. No one took it as far as the Rebbe. The Friediger Rebbe said worlds are called mitzrayim. The Rebbe is basing on the Friediger Rebbe. The Rebbe is saying, but what the Friediger Rebbe really means by giving him this is that the real Mitzrayim, who's ready, that even Kav is also Mitzrayim. That's a chiddush. That's a big chiddush. That's got to be very gutsy to say that. The Rebbe is starting up with the Kav. The Kav? This is everything. All the light that is coming in to sustain and create, all the miracles and everything. Everything. It's all what? It's all coming from the Kav. Yet the Rebbe over here in this mimer just blows the cover off and reveals the simple truth. The Rebbe says, the Kav, wonderful, you can celebrate it from today till tomorrow, but guess what? It's Mitzrayim. It too is Mitzrayim. The Yashloim, now the Zesha Oilam is Nikra B'Shem Mitzrayim, Shem B'Chinas Meitzer V'Helem. Why are the worlds called Mitzrayim? Because they are meitzar, they have time and space, and there's concealment. Shnei and yonim elu, these two and yonim. Yeshloimar, we can say, shegama kav nichlal bepchinas mitzrayim. That even the kav is called mitzrayim. What's a chiddush? The Alter Rebbe tells you in, in, in Torah Oyer, on the Kuti Torah, all the time, that even the highest worlds, they're also called mitzrayim. That's what the Alter Rebbe said. But the Rebbe says that even the kav the real going out of Yetzirah Mitzrayim, the real Ufaratzta, the real breaking out of all, is through the revelation of the revelation in the worlds of the Atzmos, the essence of the Oirin Soif that's before the Tzimtzum. That's why Dafka in the future redemption, will be the Shlemus of Yetzirah Mitzrayim, the going out of all limitations and boundaries. Then there is going to be a revelation of light that's before the Tzimtzum. And in this itself, not only the light that's before the Tzimtzum, 
The Rebbe says, in the light before the tzimtzum, gili oir habligvul shalamayla mahoir hashayach la'olamoyz. Because the Rebbe Rashab, and many Memorim explains, that even before the tzimtzum, we can differentiate between the light that has a shaykhist to the upcoming worlds and the light that has no shaykhist to the worlds at all. So the Rebbe says, what's the real Yetzirah Mitzrayim? Is that when we reach the Gilui Oyer, what kind of light? The light that's even before the Tzimtzum, but light that doesn't have any shaykhist at all, even to the worlds whatsoever. Va'ad, to the point where we reach Gilui the revelation of Atzmos itself. The revelation of Atzmos itself. This that when Mashiach will come. Now this that when Mashiach will come will be the, the going out of boundaries of all limitations and all boundaries. Here the Rebbe says this is Negea to everything. In other words, when Mashiach will come, everything will change. Everything will change. Talking about that. In other words, Mashiach is going to introduce, basically, Mashiach is going to be such a quantum leap into a whole new reality. And the Rebbe says in all three levels. What do we mean three levels? The worlds, the Torah, and God. The worlds are going to be new worlds. Torah is going to be a new Torah. And God is going to be a new God. New God. Let's see what that means. Shekal, because meaning all the godliness, till now it's godliness, it's not God. Shekal and Yonam, the Lo'asad Lava, Yebe'en Aroich, because all the Yonam that are going to be when Mashiach comes are going to be in a whole different level. Legabe Kamoisha Machshav compared to the way they are now. Hen Benegea Lo'olam to the world. Sha'az Yeshemayim Chadashim Ve'eretz Chadasha. There's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. Oilam Chadash, a new world. In regards to the Torah too, the world was created through Torah. Oh, what's, what, why does there have to be a new Torah? If there's a new world, there has to be a new Torah because the, the blueprint of the, of, the, of, of, of the world is the Torah. So you need a new blueprint. The worlds are created. So there's the world that is now, a limited world. So you have a limited Torah. Mashiach comes is going to be an infinite Torah. There's going to be new Torah coming out from God. It's going to be Ein Sof. Ein Sof. And also godly revelation. The last thing is the Ebishter. Godly revelation. The revelation of God that's going to be when Mashiach comes. We're talking about something new. Real new. There's never been anything new, because I said earlier, till now we were just pumping the calf. Now it's going to be Gilu Chadash, new revelation, Shanaila Be'ena Roich Magilu Da'achshav, way above the revelations that are now. The Chala Giluyim Da'achshav, because all the revelations that are now, Hamichitsainius Atik, are only from the external part of Atik Yomen. This we learned in that Mimer, Pada Bishalim, we learned that there's going to be this wealth, and there is even higher than wealth. We learned there is Keser, Atik, and then there's Pneumius Atik. Pneumius Atik, we learned in that mimer, Pada Bisholim, is Atzimus himself. It says in the Arizal that Pneumius Atik was never revealed. The innermost of Atik Yomen, never revealed. It's only by Mashiach. Atik, which is, as the Rebbe explains in that mimer, is Atzimus himself, which is the essence of God. 
That is why the future redemption requires the avoda that's happening now, Shebesim's managala. So it's such an upside-down world. We look at ourselves and see ourselves as spiritually inferior to every generation. But we have to realize that the godliness that we are stimulating is like, makes all the previous generations look like nothing. Whatever they did. Why? Because they were operating within the construct of the Kav. That's what they were, that's what they were drawing from. Because they were serving God with their, as I was going to explain in the next piece, they were serving God with, with, uh, with some, something revealed already inside of them, with the powers that are, we'll see in a Since all the yanam of the Asad Lava, they're going to need, they're going to, they're going to be new things. It's going to be news. So the Avoda, which through this we're mamshech all these in Yanam Tzrichelias Avoda Chadasha, needs to be a new Avoda. So what's called new Avoda? New Avoda is when you got to pump your essence. That's new Avoda. The Indian who, and the idea is that I've explained it over here, the the Bizman Habayas in the time of the Beis Hamikdash, Shahaya Oz Gilu Yalukus. In the time of the Beis Hamikdash, there was godly revelation. Asara Nisa Nasalavi Seinu Bebeis Hamikdash. Ten miracles happened to our fathers in the Beis Hamikdash. Shanisem Elu Hayanirim Beinei Basar. When you walked into the Beis Hamikdash, you were hit so powerfully by God's presence. It was wow. When you went into the Beis Hamikdash, you saw me. They could see it with their physical eyes. So you can imagine what kind of impact it had on their souls. Godly, the Eibishter was very tangible. So therefore, Shabbos was very tangible. Kashras was tangible. Everything, and you sensed very strongly that if, that if you're not doing it, you're, you're, you're mamish. It doesn't make any sense. You're cutting yourself off from life. It was so natural to them. So their service is much easier. It's coming, it, it, was, it was logically, it makes sense to be a Jew. It made sense to keep mitzvahs. It made, on all levels, it was so, it was, so many, so many of these miracles, even ignorant people can see it. So you didn't even have to be sophisticated. You have to be a scholar. Even Amars. Havoida the Kiyamatoy. No, there were miracles that you needed to have already a finer eye to notice. But there were things that everybody saw. And therefore, the Avoida of the Kiyamatoyimits, as I saw Pitam Vedas, their, their service to Hashem came based on their reason and, and logic. It made sense. And even though, Shagam and even though then too, then as well, there was a commandment. Meaning they too were commanded to serve God what? Beyond the limitations of their mind. What does it say? Hashem commanded, the, the, their generation was also commanded. Serve Hashem with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your, more than your heart and your soul. Meaning serve Hashem beyond your limitations. But even their Mesiris Nefesh was a Mesiris Nefesh that it made sense to have Mesiris Nefesh. As their mind can... Since they can see godly revelation, so their Mesiris Nefesh that they had, they had the limitations of reason. Of... of, of because their mind was limiting their avoda even when they were having mesiris nefesh. But that is agolus, and so then we went into exile, and it became dark. But it didn't become so dark. The 
darkness was not so dark. Then you still had some of the remnants of spiritual light, understanding. So you were able, so you're able to use your mind and navigate. When we come to the last and final generations of the of the footsteps of Mashiach, the heels of Mashiach. Where everyday darkness becomes even more intense. And we have many tests. We have an Isoyan, we have tests. And particularly, even a big test. The biggest test is you have people that laugh at you that you're crazy. You have people that scoff at you and say, Come on. Come on. Like, what's with you? You know, wake up to the normal world. And people laugh at anybody that's trying to really keep their avod. And it's a very umikoshkin. And how much more so when the people, the scoffers themselves, are, are people that don't have any, any, it's not like they have some substitute. There are people that are just busy with silliness. They're empty. It's very hard when you're people that you can even have you can even have an argument because they just they're just coarse and peasanty in the sense in the sense that there's no refinement to appreciate and they laugh at you like as if you're the in uh, to be able to withstand such tests who avoided the mysterious nefesh that's real mysterious nefesh. That's beyond all limitations and boundaries. It requires the person to cast his intellect to the side and just burrow through. And and that's called new. And that's the reason why Dafka our avod of the ikvas of the Mashiach. Even though down here it looks like Like what? Like I davened. This is called davening. Where's my emotion? Where's my feeling? Where's my depth? This is davening. This is pay. This is a seder. This is this is come, come, come. You know, it's not, it's not that. So what? See what the Rebbe is saying is what bechitzanius looks like the lowest and the most bepnimius. We're the most advanced generation ever. We're like way, way past all the generations before. And, and, and the Rebbe said this in 19, uh, um, uh, 1979. 89, 99, 2009. Almost 40 years ago. And the difference between these 40 years is tremendous. Of what, what it takes now to be a Jew. And, 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 but it's much higher. It's much higher. Or bedarze gufen in our generation itself. But asiyum does managolus. Mamish at the very end. Who nihilus yoiser beinian zed. The Rebbe says, "Don't kid ourselves." In terms of richness of heart, feeling, moichin on we can't compare nowhere to the footsteps of the previous previous generations. But in terms of this akshanas, which is coming from the essence of your being, because you have no, in this we stand higher. Much higher than the generations that were till now. 
brings on the bottom over here. Moshe Rabbeinu, when it says, was onav. Moshe was humble from all the people. Asher Adama means the people that are living right of the Mashiach because fe- he says he was humbler from the people that are on the Pnei Adama, their faces on the Adama, their faces on the earth. That's us. We, we are mamish in the earth. And Moshe Rabbeinu felt when he saw our mitzvah, so wow, this is incredible. It's one thing to serve God when you feel and you know and you understand that God is obvious. It's, it's a whole different story when Hashem is so concealed. That's what it is. We have to realize life is really, really, really suffocating today. Yet, um, in a manner that it's our avod is there's a new avod there was never something like this never something like this whatever all the machanchim all the, all the teachers and schools and principal meetings and parents bemoan how horrible the difficult the young generation and kids and this and that Whatever says that's avoid the chadasha, it's a new avoid. That is like awesome. Awesome. When you have all the klipa in the world in front of you and you can have everything you want, there's no reason for you to hang in there. You have a good time. What's felt it? You can be successful, you can make a lot of money, you can go out. Such a magusham to go world today. So much gashmi, so much pleasure, so much enjoyment. What's felt it is? Yeah, plug away. To be a Jew, to learn, to daven, to, this is unbelievable. Because the matters of the avoid of the early generations, it had some kind of a connection to reason. And that's limitations. Because how much reason, your essence has no limit. Your essence is one with the essence of God. But once you have reasons, reasons all, have a re, all have a limit. That's in the end of the time of Golas. He avoided the Messirus Nefesh. Is the avoid the Messirus Nefesh? The innermost of the Neshama, which corresponds to the Orein Soif, Shalif Mehat Simtsum. Before the Simtsum. Therefore, Tafke through our Avod, in the time of exile. And particularly through the avoid at the end of exile. Which now, Dafka, is when we serve with Pnimius Anishama. Where Mamshech, the innermost of above. What's the innermost? The Pnimius of Atik Yom. This causes the Torah to become a new Torah. Torah Hadasha Me'iti because the Torah is now emanating from the Orin Sof Shalifnehat Simtsum, that's way before the Kaab. Shayim Shechba Minoy Senator. From the No Senator is going to be Nimshach in the Torah, but Oifen Chadash and a complete new. The Yeshloima, we can say, Shagam in Yazen Nasayyad Evoidisha Basim Agolas. The Torah upgrade, that too, we're responsible for. Because when we serve Hashem with Mesiris Nefesh, like we do now, so when we're learning Torah, we're not learning Torah for our sake, because we're not feeling anything. We're learning Torah for the sake of the Torah. You're going to see all the previous generations 
When they learn Torah, they got so much benefit from it. So they learn Torah for themselves. Now we're learning Torah to upgrade the Torah. The Vayadeza and through this Nasachidish Kambahabriya. So what does this do? When we draw down a, 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 a newness in Elokus, for Pnimius Atik, and we, we, we redo the blueprint, which is the Torah, what happens? There's a new world. And the new world we're beginning to see is Taka, a world that has no limitations. I spoke on Shabbos by the Kiddush. The world that we're beginning to see today is Taka, a world that has no, no limitations. We're breaking out of time and space. The fact that you can reach the entire world in an instant with this little thing is, is a direct result of, of, this, of our avoda today in Torah and Mitzvahs, which is coming from a place that's beligvo, that's infinite. There's new heavens, there's, new, there's a new earth. And let it be the will All this should happen speedily nowadays. Through our avoda. Achshav, now, Today, Yud Aleph Nisa, to go and greet Mashiach Tzedkenu. Shaz Yekuyim B'Poyel Mamish. Now it will be, then it will be fulfilled in the literal. He made Tzeischam Eretz Mitzrayim Erenu Neflois. As the days you went out of Egypt, I will show you wonders. Umiyad Negolim, and instantly we are redeemed. What a powerful Maimer! What a powerful Maimer! Short, sweet, but a powerful Maimer. The main thing is that. Today we're connecting. This energy is what we're connecting to today. Power of beligvul. And Dafka the Rebbe is able to take every, the, all of Yiddishkeit, flip it upside down. That, 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 that we are breaking the most, the barriers that no generation has ever broken. Precisely because of our numbness and our darkness and our apathy and all the stuff that we have to deal with. And yet, we still show up. Yet we're still showing up. Just be, just showing up. That's it. Just showed up. That's it. still showing. Up. Still showing up. There's no reason to show up. That that's the infinite of the soul. I mentioned at the beginning of the year that all the inyanim that that you have to go out of hagabalas, out of limitations. I, I watched the clip from our Mendel Futafas. Um, someone sent out yesterday. Very nice with the, with the with Rabbi Raichik, the older. Rabbi. Reichik Senior. It's a beautiful clip. They're both in Berkeley. And they're davening Shachris over there. It's really cute to see. And there are Mendel Putras is very upset that they were filming it. He says, Don't ever do this. It's like, he says, What are you doing? It's chitzonius. It's external things. Like and the and Dolphin, Rabbi Dolphin is saying, but you're, you know, we need it. The generation is going to need to see Hasidim davening. He says, No, you can watch the Rebbe daven. Why? Rebbe is MS, he says. Hasidim are not so MS. It's very interesting. But in the end, they ask him to stay for a fa- that he should fabreng. No, he asks. He says, is there going to be a fabreng? It's going to make a fabreng tonight. Anyways. So, the, he, but, they, but, he, but he's limited in time because they have to go to, he had to go to the airport. So he's cheshbening out, talking about the fabreng they're going to do. So he says, no, you have to call a fabreng. So the guy says, okay, I'm going to call a fabreng and then we're going to, I'm going to say it's from 8 till 10.30. And he starts calling. He says, hey, call. we're making fabreng, it's starting at 8 to 10.30. So Mendel stops him in the middle. Why 10.30? He says, because you're leaving to the airport. He says, no, you don't put a limit on a fabrengen. A fabrengen, you, you know, from then to then? He said, no limit on a fabrengen. Just so beautiful to see. It's so natural. Why? Because what's a fabrengen? The whole Indian of fabrengen is to break out of time and space. To break out. That's the whole urge. 
I was saying earlier, that's why Thursday night over here, so, why can't you just make a time that you learn from 8.30? To, the Indian is to reach the Orin Saif, I believe, well, technically, of course, we're going to run out of fuel at a certain point, because we're not in Mashiach yet, but the idea that there should be one class in the world that has no time, that's the Indian, Chaim.